Hello and welcome to Weekly EP. My name is Cody Swanson. I am very excited that the first record we have on this podcast is by a musician named Beef Gordon. I had a lot of fun talking to Beef and I hope that you enjoy the interview as well. The way we're going to do this is we will jump into a quick intro with Beef and get to know him a little bit and then listen to his record. After that, we'll come back and dive a bit deeper into the creative process, the instruments used, and what it's like to record an EP in seven days. Here is a little taste of that record. It's gonna be temporary, baby. I ain't done nothing wrong. 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 There's always gonna be some people making some noise Bring up prison time Talking about federal charges being dropped to misdemeanors Due to lack of evidence Yeah, I mean, do you want to just kind of jump in to the... Yeah, how do you start it? Is this the first one? Or what are we... This very well might be the very the very first episode, yeah mm-hmm. So you don't have any, like, yeah. you know, you start it in a certain way or whatever I have a list of questions. Just start, just fire away. Yeah, okay, great. So, first question. Uh, what is your name? Beef Gordon. All right. And, uh, and Beef, what is the name of your uh, music project? Beef Gordon. Straight to the point. I like that. Yeah. Um, so, why uh, did you decide to do one of these uh, weekly EPs? Um. Well, I liked the challenge, and I figured it was something I could do. Because normally I'm just making music, you know, by myself for my own, you know, purposes. So somebody's like, oh, do this in a week. I'm like, yeah. And then and then a bunch of, like, serendipitous stuff happened. I just started it. And then, yeah, I was able to finish. It's kind of satisfying. You know, at the end of the week, pretty satisfying. I found it very satisfying to listen to. Good. So that is a win-win, I guess, for everyone then. Good. And I, before I forget, too, um, I think another important part of this is uh, where in the world generally, you know, we don't need your street address, exactly. but just yeah. generally where in the world either are you or was this music created? Oh, um, the music was created in Rochester, New York. That's uh, where I am at the moment. For all the uh, international listeners, that is uh, way up there in... Uh, it would be considered Western New York. Not right next to New York City, but a little further away. <laughs> no, it's actually New York is... I mean, if you're doing it good, you can get there about six hours. So, mm-hmm. And the EP that you made... Uh, mm-hmm. Is it similar to the kind of stuff that you normally do, or was this kind of a departure? I would say it's fairly similar to what I normally do. I think that there is some little things in there that might be a departure from the stuff that's already out, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But as far, I guess, stylistically, it's along the same vein, at least. Okay, cool. Um, and I don't know if this is even a... <laughs> Good question to uh, ask anyone, or if it means anything to anyone. But for some reason, earlier I wrote down 
What is one small meaningless thing that you would like to do before you die? That's the last question mm. before we start the record. A meaningless thing I would like to do before I die. Huh. Because usually you think of meaningful things to do before you die. But this is just flippant, isn't it? Yeah, I think I was trying to be um, irreverent or clever in some way. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've done a lot of those things already. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. I've done a bunch of bullshit. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now now a solid segue. Uh, what is the name of your EP? Uh, I called it Alexander Platz Expats. Okay, great. So this is Alexander Platz Expats by Beef Gordon. Yeah, I can just show up anywhere I want these days Charges are reduced Passport's out of hock Beef's out on the loose This jailbird is free to fly overseas I can't tell you how good it is to see you no, I'd, I'd be speechless too We had some good times, didn't we? Well, how about we get a drink? This jailbird is free to fly This jailbird Overseas, anywhere This jailbird is free This jailbird is free This jailbird is free I think I'm gonna stick around for as long as I can Got some leads on a job and it's a brand new beginning for me. I'm feeling very hopeful. This jailbird is free to fly. Elvis, 
He was singing burning love, aloha from Hawaii. Your mama's got a new boyfriend. Mama's got a new boyfriend. Your mama's got a new boyfriend. Mother's like an angel. Euros in a G-string were like wings. And I thought it was the rapture, but I'm far too carnal for a man of faith. Mama's got a new boyfriend. Mama's got a new boyfriend. Your mama's got a new boyfriend. It's beef. Kid, where'd your mom keep a smokes? Got anything a little stronger than OJ around here? Yeah, no. You know how to use that espresso machine? Are you, are you even listening to me? Mama's got a new boyfriend. Mama's got a new boyfriend. Your mama's got a new boyfriend. This is just a 
situation, alright? Alright, I'll see you later. I ain't done nothing wrong. 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 I knew the transition here. I'm going to have a lot to okay. uh, edit, you can to edit cut. out. That's, it's all right. You can just edit. What I would really like to talk to you about is the creative process and specifically what instruments or gear mm -hmm. was it in a, you know, a house in a car, uh, when obviously we know it's in seven days, but some people might write all their songs on a Monday and record them on a Friday, mm -hmm. you know, kind of how did that, that okay. kind of organize itself across the week? Maybe ask me one of those and then yes. I'll answer and then we'll do, yeah. How was this EP recorded? So this EP was recorded on my computer in my bedroom using very limited devices. I just used one synthesizer for it. It's like a 
maybe like a 1986 Casio tone. Oh, those are fantastic. Like those kind of keyboards. So it's a Casio tone um, CT6000. I um, actually got a message from like a bartender um, around the corner who, who'd seen my performances. And he was like, oh, I was at this thrift store. And um, I saw this. I saw this keyboard there. You might be interested in it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, when did you see this? And he was like, it was like an hour ago. And I'm like, oh, man, these things don't last there, you know? Yeah. So I went out to this place and I got it. And it was like kind of heavy. But I just, I, I bought it. It was like $15 or something like that. That's fantastic. I love, I really, really love serendipitous moments like that where you, you know, a lot of times it's just luck, even if it's like something that you didn't spend a lot of money on or whatever. So, so yeah, so I used that keyboard on this and then I used, I actually bought a vintage drum, drum machine. Um, it's called mm. Rhythm Ace and it's pre-Roland, but it's, it's a Roland. It's actually from 1967. So it's like oh my gosh. ones that go on top of the organ. That's kind of what they're made for. Um, so it's this big, like it's got this wooden box and then there's just different options like waltz and foxtrot and bossa nova and rock and roll, you know, and then. Is, is it one of the ones that uses uh, the actual tape recordings inside of it uh, for the different uh, drum, I know drum what you're parts or drum? I know what you're talking about. I'm not 100%. I haven't opened it up. I think it's not, but I'm not, I don't know for sure, but um, I kind of like having limited options in a way. And it also has this really kind of warm sound, but I, it was something I found on like Facebook Marketplace or something. I got it, you know, fairly cheap, so hundred bucks or something but yeah and then i have um this um bass guitar that was like my best friend's first bass growing up and it's like a japanese knockoff of of like a fender mustang bass or like that kind of style but it's from the 60s Mm. so it's called rhythm line it's the name of this bass and I don't know. I've used it on a lot of recordings and it's just old. It's like a three quarter size and it doesn't have the clearest sound, but you can almost hear the wood when you're playing the bass. It's really, it's really strange. A little bit unlike maybe basses nowadays. Yeah. I don't know. I have a soft spot for imitation basses for some reason. Mm -hmm. Imitation guitars. I, I have a lot less patience with, but yeah. Something about off like kind of off brand copy bases. I find them really kind of charming in the way that they kind of shake in a way that they're probably not meant to. You know, like you can kind of feel it in the whole base in a different way. Right. Yeah, this one's super imperfect. It's really strange because, you know, with these kind of vintage guitars and stuff, sometimes they're just since I'm not playing bass all the time, I want like a unique sound, right? So when I'm doing it. Like I'm, I'm very, but if I was playing it every day, I'd be like, no, I want like a better neck or something like that. You know, I guess also for me, I've never really been in a position where I could uh, easily have regular access to a really nice space. Yeah. So it could just be a lack of uh, exposure. But I think Um, it's also about something that excites you too. Like it doesn't have to be like a perfect thing. Like most you know, I think the lie is that everybody, all these really great guitar players were like playing these amazing instruments and a lot of them weren't like, if you're listening to like Howlin' Wolf, you know, they might not have been playing a good, you know, or mm. whatever. I, I think there's an illusion. I yeah. think there's something wonderful about something that inspires you. Oh, and a lot of those, a lot of people got those, you know, they got the really nice instruments after they got famous, you know, and after right. they had the, 
you know, they went on the, the nice tours with the labels and stuff, but right. They probably were like, Oh, it's way better to like tour with a good guitar, you know? And <laughs> so like, I'm not like faulting them, but like sometimes something inspires you. And, and if it's like a unique instrument, it's going to bring out something abnormal because when you do the normal things, maybe that doesn't sound as good. So you had seven days to, mm-hmm. to write and record everything. How did that, um, I'm trying to think of the right word. How did how did that sort of settle in the week? You know, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's pretty easy. I actually got really sick last Monday, had a fever and everything, and you know, I went to the doctors, got medicine. But Tuesday, I like called in sick to work. But since I kind of caught it in time, uh, I wasn't that I could think about music. So I was like, okay, well, we had talked about this, so I just started it on Tuesday when I was homesick. And so that kind of gave me the extra time to make a bigger start. So I think I recorded two songs, like the main musical parts to two songs that day. Do you kind of sketch out the songs first with an idea or with, do you write the lyrics first? So, okay. um, For this stuff, no, I didn't do anything first. Like I didn't, sometimes you just have to create a space for ideas to happen, right? So mm-hmm. that's what I do. I wrote all the lyrics later. So I didn't even okay. really plan out the songs. What I did is I just turned on the drum machine and tried to find something I liked and then had the bass and then tried to play something that I liked along with that. And then I added like many times the keyboards. Like I would say that's how I started three of the four songs was just trying to figure out a bass riff to go along with the drum beat. And I, and I would come up with an arrangement and just stick to the arrangement. And I knew that I didn't have a lot of time. So I kind of kept the song shorter. Um, right. Right. So, so yeah, it was like, I tried to keep it all. I don't know. Like I didn't plan anything out. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. know. That's cool. So it was so, so the, the lyrics kind of came after most of the music had already been kind of laid down. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think I kept a few things open, maybe some melody stuff here and there, but it was all, yeah. Like I written, let's see by Saturday, like I had kind of like I worked on it on Wednesday and a little bit. Well, I had like a practice I had to go to. um, So I didn't really get much work done on Thursday night because I was supposed to be playing this show on Saturday, which got canceled due to the, you know, uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Um, Right, right, right. And then, like, Friday I had some really bad news from from a friend, so I didn't even really work on it Friday. So then Saturday I was kind of, went out for a little bit, but then went home, stayed home, and then I, I wrote, like, three of the lyrics that day. To, and then, then I wrote like the melody to the last song that's on the record because I just had like the chord progression and the, the drum beat. And then I wrote all those melodies. That was on Saturday. Okay. Yeah. So Saturday yeah. and then Sunday, I like finished up lyrics on the final song and then kind of mixed things and added a little, little stuff here and there. But when I'm writing lyrics and stuff, I try to be as inspired in the moment, you know, and sometimes if I over plan ideas, they don't work out. It's because I've already planned them out in my head, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. for for me, sometimes with lyrics, if I just kind of rec- try to change whatever sort of improv line that I wrote, <laughs> even if I thought it was a temporary one, yeah. if I try to go back and English class it, you know, and dress it up and actually make it a, a nice lyric, mm-hmm. I usually ruin it. Right. Well, yeah. Uh, so a lot of it is like, I mean, a lot of people run on this and I do too with some of that stuff is like your first idea is the best. But the problem is you do have to develop that idea, you know, like sometimes on some of the stuff it just came up with like a melody, you know, vocal, a vocal thing or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, but then you got to go back and you got to like clean it up and, and make clear lyrics. I think the hardest part is like, having a defined idea, lyrical idea, and being able to, like, paint that whole picture. So that's what I I do with this kind of, these kind of songs, is I'm just trying to, like, paint a picture of a thing. So I think the biggest idea for me was just to have, like, a concept of what I wanted this this to be or my ideas about it, you know? And I guess my ideas about it were, you know, you're in Berlin, and I, I was there you know, a year and a half ago, actually almost two years ago. Yeah, wow. And so I just thought about that, you know, and being there and, and put Beef Gordon in that scenario, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, you know, like, because, like, I'm, it's always the things that you think you're, like, getting away and free from something, but then, you know, your shit always follows you, you know. <laughs> so that, 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 yeah. so it was, uh, to come up with lyrics, it, that's what I what I was thinking. So, you know, I was using, and I kind of wanted to, I hadn't really written much about Berlin and I, I had planned on it and I just, nothing ever really came. I wrote one, I have a, one song that's, that I wrote, obviously not on this because I wrote it like six months ago or something like that, but it does have to do with Berlin and like the Kit Kat club and those kind of things. Oh, but, cool. Uh, I don't know if I've heard that one. I would like to yeah, like it's not, uh, I, I maybe mean, it's almost finished or something. But that's that's what's nice okay, about this cool. is I actually had to finish it, so I can't just like wait on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's sort of kind of the whole point. I mean, that was you know I'm going to do one of these as well, and and that's sort of was the kind of the 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 seed of the whole project. Sort of was just this idea of not having projects that you can hold on to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and you have to just. Well, do it and put I, it out. So I really, I like, I like that concept. And I also like having limitations on myself. Like when I'm recording this, I, I'm trying not to, to use a lot of different tracks, you know, mm. like I'm not, I'm, I want to play most of the parts. I'm not really trying to cut and paste or like, you know what I mean? But I'm also kind of keep the tracks low. Like, you know, some, some of them maybe, cause I think that, nowadays you can have like unlimited ideas and i think that that means no idea that means a lot of times gets really unfocused you know you're just adding keyboard part after keyboard part of this or that and i really try to like keep it as open as i can and just put the things in there that i need to do and not overdo it you know and if it's like there's going to be imperfections but i get uh, very deep in the weeds with multi-track digital recording and a synthesizer that can do thousands of different sounds and modulations yeah and, and that can be cool it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun but <laughs> yeah yeah no that can be great it's just that like i find that that is a, a trap that a lot of musicians get into is they're just going in and recording a bunch of tracks and it's great because you're like oh how does this sound how does that sound do you know what i mean yeah you know i would just say 
I, I try to think about it as like maybe like the ideal song for me would just be four tracks, right? So you just have mm, like like a like a cassette recorder sort of kind of like if I'm using a drum machine, it's one track, and then you have a bass line, one track, and then you have like maybe a melody and then a vocal, and then it's like so you can't really hide behind anything. You have to like have a good mm. idea and you have to have a good part, not five good parts, just like a couple good, you know what I mean? And I think you, you just really have to, I don't know, just like put yourself out there. And I think like for me, I used to be when I was younger, really nervous that what people were going to think of what I said in my lyrics, you know, like people were going to, you know, judge me or something like that, you know, and analyze your depression or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then, and then what happened is I realized nobody was listening. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like nobody, like, you know, you know, you see these people like having these controversies for the things they say, but it's like, they only really care about what you say if you're famous or something anyway. (laughs) So like, so then that was freeing. And then, I guess I was, went from being really worried about what people were thinking about me to realizing they weren't paying attention to realizing like, oh, well, how would I get somebody to pay attention? Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, and I think that that's really simplicity and being direct, you know, and, and really trying to push one idea, you know, not five ideas, you know, just push the one idea and make it simple for people to understand. In general, though, I mean, I think I might know the answer to this, but how do you feel about the record now, like having listened to it, having finished it? I mean, it was a day, because yesterday was the seventh (laughs) day. But I feel good about it. I feel happy. I feel like I like these kind of challenges. I kind of live for it. Like, yeah, I can fucking write four songs, five songs. You know, I mean, I tried to, like, not get too ambitious to where it was something I couldn't do, you know? Mm. but I tried to make it like the amount of songs, like four songs, I can do that. And I mean, I didn't know if I could. I mean, as I said before at the start, I, I, I very much enjoyed this record a lot. Thanks. Well, what did you, what did you take from it? Since, you know, uh, well, I mean, it, this is, you know, I don't want to go too, too deep into all mm-hmm. the, the craziness that's going on, but uh, one of the funnier things, I, I really loved the the first song about the, um, jailbird you know kind of flying mm-hmm. and being free and uh you know being able to now travel wherever he wanted <laughs> uh, and thinking like oh well not right now um, no. yeah no we, we live in the opposite of that right now we can't go anywhere and maybe that's part of it do you know that that stuff the COVID 19 was like really ramping up over where in the u.s you know Thursday, everybody was at the grocery store. It was crazy. I went, I went there to get a few things, and it was just insane. Like it was just, you could feel it in the air. It was there was like a real paranoia in the air. It was like palpable, and I was kind of happy to be working on this to to, to like have to put a lot of focus into something else. You know, there's no conclusion to be thinking about that stuff. You know, you do, there's just all these unknowns. So. Yeah, I mean, part of the whole point of doing this, besides being an interesting challenge for people to to try to make this record in a week, is I would like to also allow people to to share their music or have people discover new music through it. And so what's the best way to, to find more beef? I guess I'm most active on Instagram. 
say just look up Beef Gordon on Instagram. I think it's Instagram.com slash Beef Gordon. And that's like uh, videos and music and things like that, yeah? Yeah, videos, music, photos, yeah, all that. There was a beef, a short Beef Gordon documentary shot, um, and that's finished. And it was right, supposed yes. to premiere in April, like April 4th, uh, um, at, at the Rush Institute of Technology, which I don't, it's probably not going to be happening now um, because <laughs> all the schools are basically making people, you know, work from home and all that. Um, but that should be coming out hopefully soon. I mean, maybe we'll just not do that and do like an internet release of that or something like that. I'll definitely uh, we'll put a link on the show notes or the Facebook. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully that'll be soon. Yeah. And then I, you know, I have like a, another record hopefully coming out pretty soon. I have one on um, Spotify at the moment and like Bandcamp. But um, yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I guess. I guess that's uh is there any any other last final thoughts about anything uh, any any uh small meaningless thing you'd like to do before you die that occurred to you during this I'd like to own a car with a stick shift again <laughs> but it's not necessary for me to live a happy life I guess Thanks so much for uh, for doing this This has been a real pleasure and I love talking to you so you know Okay, thank you so much for checking out the very first episode of Weekly EP. Once again, my name is Cody Swanson. Please check out all of Beef Gordon's music, follow him on Instagram, and we will post a link to the documentary as soon as it comes out. Don't forget to subscribe on whichever podcast service is your favorite, and join us at facebook.com slash weekly EP. Also, if you are a musician or know a musician who would like to do your own weekly EP, please get in touch. We would love to hear from you.